Good. So um, let's start. Let me. Three, two, one. Okay. So welcome everybody to the WhoCast, the regenerative podcast experience from Utopia. Uh, today we have the dear pleasure to be welcoming Caroline Ranulfo from uh, Combiatus. Uh, great uh, to have you here, guys. And uh, today uh, I will be the co-host of this podcasting experience. And uh, I want here to, uh, to share that privilege with, uh, with uh, Julio, Julio Olan, who will be the temporary host and will be driving the, the, the interaction with our guest. So um, uh, please, Julio, um, uh, welcome, uh, welcome our guest here to the session. Hi. Um... So this is Julio. I'm really happy to be here. This is a, a special moment for us on Utopia to receive Carla and Renufo. And we, they are um, uh, actually joining us in this, in this effort to, to reinvent uh, regenerative culture on the, on the internet and blockchain. So I'm very happy. I'm very glad to be here. And that's, uh, should I um, pass to Carlos for introduction? Okay, so welcome Carlos. So if you can introduce, introduce yourself and talk about uh, a little bit what your, what your expectations of from today, maybe. Thank you. Thank you, Florian. Thank you, Julio. It's wonderful to join, on, join you on this. And thank, thank you for having me. Um, I'm Carla Cordova. I'm from uh, I love to say that I'm a kind of a nomad, always uh, traveling around, living between Costa Rica and Brazil. Um, now, for the because of the pandemic, mostly in Costa Rica. Um, and my my first life, like I like to say that my first life was in communications marketing. That was my world back in the day. Then my second life was in sustainability, and I had the chance to work on. Very a lot of environmental projects in Costa Rica with local communities and conservation efforts. And now I, I'm pretty much living the third life <laughs> now in tech and blockchain and how I, and it's a beautiful way to combine my previous lives also. And I'm the co-founder of Cambiatus, which is a technology using blockchain technology to create complementary currencies, resilience, resilient economic systems for, for communities. Um, Yes, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for being here. And uh, Renolfo, very happy to, to have you together at the, in that thank you. I'm enjoying to be here and thank you for inviting us. Uh, a little bit of my, about myself, I'm Brazilian and uh, I'm living now in Costa Rica together with this beautiful woman, <laughs> Carla, my wife. And we are co-founders of Cam Cambiatus and other initiatives. And also, yeah, enjoying the, to be here. He's my, my co-guest, co-founder, co-partner, co-everything. <laughs> yeah, and actually, it's, uh, it's very nice to have you both guys in, the, in this session. It's not, uh, I know you are all very busy, each of you guys on, on your side. So it's great to have you here together. 
Um, I, I would start with you, Carla, uh, just um, to understand a bit. When we talk about regeneration, and I know it's something very, very strong for you guys, and that has been driving a lot of uh, of your of your your venture and of what you've been building so far with with Cambiatus. And uh, uh, what does it mean for you on a daily basis and in in general? Like what this regen word uh, means for you? Yes, Florian. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Is regeneration, if you think about it from a ecological perspective, it ma it makes a lot of sense to regenerate something that was disturbed, that cha was changed because maybe because of us humans, and then we need to we need to restore that balance, right? Take that ecosystem again to the beauty and the fullness that it has before. So in that case, regeneration means to kind of rebuild to retake that into their original form. But when we are talking about economic systems or social systems, maybe they don't, they are not working so well. So I don't, we don't need to go back, right? We don't need to regenerate that. We need to regenerate in the sense of generate again, like create something new, something new that is better, that is fulfilling our objectives as society, as people, uh, and that is actually helping us to improve our biosphere, our world in general, right? So I think regeneration means that in, in, for us. It means, it means rethinking the systems in which we are involved, redesigning them, creating new ones, and, and with those new systems, allowing new well-being to emerge for us and for the, the planet. And that's how that's the vision we have for for all the tools that we to contribute in that and and carla since you're you're mentioning uh the regeneration of the financial system uh how do you see blockchain in this scene how how did you first interact with blockchain and how did you come to this conclusion of using blockchain for this for this uh endeavor yeah so in, in my, I mean, I, I, I'm going to take the, the, the blockchain part, I'm going to let it to Ranulfo because he was actually the one to, that introduced me to the, to, the, to the blockchain technology. In my personal life, as I was explaining before, I, I, I had a, a decade of experience working with non-profits non and environmental initiatives in Costa Rica, and I did a lot of fundraising. And, and for those of you who have done that, it is really challenging, not fun <laughs> most of the time, right? It's, it's a really hard work to fundraise for any, any cause, any project you have. And I was really frustrated because I, at the time I was, I was working on that, it, it was the time of the 2008 crisis. And many of the funding we, we had previously came from the US or from Europe. And you can imagine that because of the crash, <laughs> the funding was really, really low and, and we, we got into problems. And the, the, the theme was that we had everything. We had the people, we had the project, the ideas, local communities that wanted to work with us, the technical knowledge, and we were only missing the money <laughs> to put it, everything to work. And that's insane because you have all the value there, the people, the needs, everything is there. And suddenly there is a crisis, someone else really far away from you, some guys in some, offices in some banks making mistakes and now you have a problem and now you cannot go and I was really frustrated because of that and then I met this Brazilian guy 
this Brazilian researcher that came so, with some crazy ideas about complementary currencies and blockchain, and that was Renovo. <laughs> so uh, we, we started talking about those things and I was, my mind just, I, it blew my mind and we decided to start doing something about that. But I don't know, maybe you can, yeah. you can tell your side of the story. Yeah, uh, let me start, uh, talk about my, my first, first life. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I have a, uh, a bachelor in eco ecology, okay. <clears throat> I was born in an archipelago in the south coast of Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo state, it's called Canaanay. My father was a fisherman, a hunter, and also other good things, okay? And he taught me a lot about ecology. And when we went to fish, to, to hunt sometimes. And uh, with, with the time, we saw a lot of a problem due to these legislations. Okay, environmental legislations, and that motivated me to to understand what what can be different because the it's supposed the legislations to help to conserve, but once they were taken uh, fishermen, artisanal fishermen from their lands, so these were create empty space, so it was causing a uh, uh, damage. Okay. So then I went to start ecology, and then I, after finished the ecology, I, I went to work in, in the field during almost 10 years. And at the same time, I, I saw several economic crises during that period. And I thought, well, why this economic crisis occur? Why? It doesn't make sense because most people are happy then suddenly they are, the serious problems, economic problems. So then I started studying and, and with the time I made, a, I made a PhD in economics. And during the, this, the, before entering the PhD in economics, I, I was talking with a friend of mine in 2008, and he was an IT guy. He told me, okay, you, you are concerned about the economic crisis, you are concerned about the money, Take a look at this paper. It was the Satoshi Nakamoto paper in 2008. <laughs> Maybe you like. So I, I started reading. Then I, after one week, tried to read, trying, trying to understand, trying it. to understand, because <laughs> I didn't understand anything besides the title. So I, I, I talked to him. Okay, man, I thank you for the education, but I don't understand. So he told me, Ah, you need to understand cryptography, you need to learn about distributed uh, systems, you need to learn a, a little bit of a, a programming. Okay, so I took around nine months studying all these things, then I came back to the blockchain paper, the, the Satoshi Nakamoto paper, and then I finally got the, got the message. So I, I, since then I started, okay, now I always study this thing because uh, it could help us to create better economic systems without being centralized, okay? And then since then, I, I'm still working now. I, I know that uh, there are other technologies better than blockchain for other, for dependent of the problem you are trying to solve. Holochain is one of them. 
in the other in the other ones, and, and that's it. That's my my contact with uh, blockchain. That's great, and uh, and actually, like um, so, your first interaction, Carla, with blockchain was through Ranulfo after the reading of this paper, as uh, yeah. this idea of like using it as a solution. Um, actually, like. How would you define, how would you talk about, uh, explain that idea of blockchain and of like uh, alternative and complementary currencies and what you call so well, uh, biocurrency at Cambiatus. How would you share that, uh, that idea with someone who has no idea of what is blockchain, who is working like doing, a, having a small juice house somewhere in, uh, in Brazil or in Costa Rica? Yeah. and who is willing to understand what it is. Well, I mean, thank you for reminding me of the juices in Brazil. They are so good. <laughs> <laughs> I miss them. Um, but yeah, it's actually when we first met, that was our first, first venture together. We said, well, these things, people need to know about these things, but they are so complex, right? Ranulfo needed to study a lot and we needed to study a lot to just understand what blockchain was and how, how we, it will work in the future. Um, and Ranulfo was also uh, studying about complementary currencies. And when we met, we I started to study too and to look for other options and for other uh, people doing creative things with those ideas. So we decided to create um, sustainability that school. That was our first uh, project, which was actually oriented to that, to explain in simple words, what is blockchain, what is complementary currency, how they work. And we did that for a while. And, uh, and then we created Cambiatus because we wanted people not only to understand the concepts, but also to play with them, be able to create something. So when we do the, 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 this, the introduction to these ideas, I mean, for blockchain, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool if you imagine that like a book. It's a book. Let's imagine it's a, an accounting book, something. It's a book in which you're, you're registering things that happen, right? In this group of people, let's say, Florian, Julio, Ranulfo, and myself, we are doing something together and we are keeping track of everything in that book. And I have that book here with me in my house, in a closed uh, box in my bedroom, right? So yeah. I can go there and I can make changes. And Florian says, you know, I sent something to Julio. Can you, can you write that in the book? Sure, I'll do this. And I write it. And then Ranulfo will send me something and, he, and then I will write that too. And if Florian wants to know what is written in the book, he can come to my house, knock the door, I will open the door, I will open the box with my key, and we'll allow Florian to see the book. But Florian cannot take the book to his home. And Florian cannot change the book either. Only I can do it. And that's a centralized system. It kind of works because everyone knows the book is there, the record is there somewhere, someone has the key, someone can change it. But you're not sure. <laughs> You cannot be sure that I'm not like just playing with the numbers and writing things that are not correct. You have not, you, you don't have a copy of the book. You cannot compare if I did something wrong. You can, you don't, you don't have the previous version of it. You cannot say, you trust me for some reason. Maybe we are friends, but maybe we are not friends, right? So you trust me. That's a centralized system. And blockchain is a little bit different from that. In a blockchain system, we all have a copy of the book. Right? And we all agree on a way to change the book. And we do it at the same time. Right? We, agreed, we agree on how we are going to do that. We change the book. 
And if maybe Florian wants to be sneaky and wants to change something on his behalf, he can change it in his book. But then all of us know that his book is different because we have a copy, right? And if something happens to my book, I don't know, it's a fire in my house and I lost my book, we all, we have the other copy. So we have a backup. We are not losing our information, right? And we can all see the information at the same time. It's transparent, it's secure, and it's distributed in our books, right? So that's how, that's, that's the difference with blockchain technology. With a not traditional bank, your information is in someone else's book, safe in a closed box in someone else's room, and you cannot access them. In blockchain, you have access to your, to your information at any point, and it's transparent and secure. So that's, that's like a quick, 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 and really uh, easy way to, to see it. And there are a lot of other, other little details in how we record that information, in how we identify ourselves in that blockchain, and many, many uh, technical tricks to do that, including, as Ranulfo was saying, cryptography, private and public keys, um, hash functions, many weird words that means that it's easier to, to, to know who is doing what and when. That's great. One thing that I, uh, one thing that I just wanted to add uh, from my experience is that the, the, the big, one of the big issues is to define who is going to write the next line on the book, right? So that's, that's where the miners come, come from. I mean, in the, in the Bitcoin blockchain, the, the first blockchain. So it's, it's kind of a, a lottery, but in order for you to be elected to write the next uh, part of the book, you have to uh, prove that you are worthy. And you prove that by working for the network. So you are mining, so trying to get the next, the next uh, password from the block. So yeah, yeah, I just don't want to go into too much detail, but I just yeah. wanted to mention that the miners are the guys who are contributing to the network. So that's why they are allowed to write the book. And then everyone else compares and say, okay, this, this is correct because this is correct in my book as well. So okay. yeah, it's, it's a very complex uh, technology but it's, it's very powerful, right? In terms it's really of powerful. Life. It's actually a, a combination of things that already existed, like peer-to-peer -peer mm -hmm. databases, like cryptography, public-private keys, in a really clever combination. Also a little bit of game theory, right? And, and, and rewards. And in the blockchain, in the Bitcoin blockchain, as like, that's like, like the one that Julio was describing, we have the miners. In other blockchains, we have other types of blockchains. We have yeah. block producers, like for example, in EOS, which is the mm -hmm. one we are using. So it's blockchain has evolved a lot. It has many elements, and and in but in essence, it's a book when you keep a record, and those records are are kind of saved in blocks of information. That's why it's called blockchain, and those blocks are chained to each other through a, a combination of technology that is really clever. And when Julio and and you, Carla, you're talking about actually. Uh, the miners and the, this, this kind of this idea of network, we're talking about communities and yeah. those community actually are, are like the, the roots of, of, okay. of this, right? Exactly. And then that takes us to what is money. So you have a community of people and they agree to do something. They agree to do the mining thing and the recording of information on a blockchain and whatever. 
It's a community with an objective of creating this system and they decide the rules. So there's, there are some rules that people accept and then they, they do it together. So if you ask a bank, for example, the Central Bank of England or something like that, if you ask them, what is money? They are going to say, ah, money is debt. That's what they say because that's their yeah, business. They say money is a type of I owe you, ah, type of debt. Type of debt. It's written in, in a quarterly review, 2014, September. Yeah. Yeah. So money is debt. So someone money needs is to be. Debt. This is a, this, I, I like this. This is the way like they describe it. But this, this definition is biased to their, to their interests, to so okay. their. Uh, uh, business okay exactly actually but, when you said that Ranulfo, actually you're questioning even the 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 the, the, the real question of, uh, of of wealth and what is wealth and what's the wealth definition mm -hmm. is it based on debt is it based on your contribution so uh, how have you Ranulfo, been interacting with actually uh, i've always been uh, very curious about that because you're you're an economist you're you're diving into the kind of of subjects a lot and um <laughs> what what is the interaction with other economists and other people working in into that those subjects when you talk and you touch about this question of wealth okay uh first i'm not economist i have a phd post phd but i'm not economist because i don't believe in that theories he doesn't like okay. to be called economist. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I studied it. I studied that and I disagree strongly. So. Yeah, exactly. yeah, no. that, that. that kind of theory works probably Mars, Saturn, or the moon, or other <laughs> planet, but not in this planet. We need to create a new one. Okay. Okay. Wells. Uh, wells. We. We, we, call, we talk about multidimensional wealth, okay? Uh, let me give you an example. Uh, when people talk about the people that sur and survive with less than $2 per day, and most people agree with that idea, and they are entering in a cognitive trap. Why? Because you are measuring the, the well-being, wealth of someone, in dollars, okay, and in in some places, you when you visit a place like like where people are living in with less than two dollars, sometimes they have all the resources, okay, they have all the things, but not the dollars, okay. So uh, why I'm talking about this? Because we we needed to to reframe our idea about money, about wealth, in order to regenerate our, our, our planet, okay? And the regeneration also implies the creation of new structures, including mindsets, okay? So, and multidimensional wealth is a concept where the wealth is measured by several aspects, the spiritual, the natural resources, the cultural, the amount, the monetary aspect. You, for example, we are living in a transition period of, in the in the con world economy, where the, the the money created by central banks, the commercial banks, are are now coexisting with 
cryptic currencies that are created by people and uh, also monetary uh, complementary currencies. So we are living now in a hybrid international monetary system. We are evolving, okay? So, uh, right? exactly. So the multidimensional wealth in, uh, implies also recognize, recognize that we are also living in this transition period and the, the, the monetary wealth is merged not only by the money created by the, the, the bank, traditional bank, but also by uh, complementary currencies, cryptocurrencies, okay, in, in other stuff, in other things. That's the way I, I, I see uh, wealth, not only a unidimensional concept, but a, a multidimensional one. Mm -hmm. If you want to measure it, you need to measure it, including multi, multiple aspects, multiple uh, criteria. Exactly. And, and, and the connection of that with the complementary currency is really beautiful because if you think about how money is created now, we were saying that money is created as a type of debt. So someone needs always needs to be indebted to the system to work, right? People, companies, or governments. But if we create different types of money with different designs that they don't require debt, they don't require the values behind debt that include competition, you know, scarcity. If, if we build other systems that are based on abundance that is based on collaboration that are based on learning on taking care of the of the of the world of the nature then your currency actually represents that it's not representing that anymore it's representing the good things we want to do together and if you have a lot of that currency it means that a lot of that well-being is being done because the currency represents that if you have a currency that is based on learning each time someone spends time learning about regeneration, which is something that you, you want to do, then you have a thousand coins in circulation. It represents a thousand hours of learning. It means people is now more aware of regeneration. So it's actually representing the, the things that are more, most valuable for us. And in that sense, it makes a lot of sense to reimagine wealth. It, that's, that's wealth for me, having some dollars in the bank account there. But having this and having these connections in this community, it makes more sense. So Carla, just uh, to recap, so we are we are saying that we can change the the meaning of money and, and to understanding in different other different dimensions and perspectives, and getting to understand that money is actually an agreement, and we can change the kind of agreement that we are working on. So, and, and then. Uh, this this brings us to cambiatus, right? So I, I wanted to ask if you can explain to everyone what what is cambiatus, what's the platform, how it works, and and how was the onboarding for for the first community, the the first currency created there? So if you can uh, tell us about the sure. platform. Sure, we happy to. So so we were sharing our story. So we came from the idea of yeah. There are other types of currencies. People need to be in agreement in order to create that. And, but they also, they also need to understand, and Ranulfo say a, a keyword, mindset. The mindset, it, it needs to be different, right? The ideas that people have on their mind about money, they need to change in order to people to be able to create new ones, right? 
So we design it cambiatus with that logic. And we call it, we call it that we have the three-step process. The first one is mindset change, which is a series of learning uh, sessions we, we, we have designed for people to understand materials, to understand what is money, what is blockchain, how can you create your own. Then we go to step two, which is the co-design in which we collectively design the currency, right? So the community members, they decide, okay, this is, is this going to be a currency that is based on learning or what actions people need to do in order to get the currency? And is it going to have an expiration date or not? Is it going to be able to go into negative balance or not? Right, many, many things that you can, are, are we going to reward people for joining, for inviting others, all those things. And once that design is ready, we take it to the software. So we have a software, which is open source, web-based. You can use it from any device, from your computer, your cell phone. And, and then on the software, you implement all those rules that we were designing in the co-design process, and you are ready to launch it, to invite users and start doing it. And in the software, you have a, the software has a built-in wallet, blockchain wallet that allows you to manage and handle your currencies, your, your um, complementary currencies. And you can be in one community or in multiple communities. You can have in, in, your, in your software, you can have Utopia tokens, pools, or you can have Muras and you can have uh, pools. Uh, they are not exchangeable and the currencies are not exchangeable by dollars as for now but you can use different, different, different types. And you, have, you, you also have a marketplace, kind of a shop in which people can offer products and services in exchange of the complementary currencies. And, uh, and yeah, that we started doing that in 2018. We are in the third year now. And the first pilot, you asked for the first onboarded community was in Costa Rica. It was in collaboration with Fundes Latino America, which is an organization that works to support small and medium-sized businesses in Latin America. And, uh, and, and in Costa Rica, we have something called pulperias. Pulperia is this small shop, kind of mom and pop shop in the corner. And, uh, and there are around, I don't know, 10,000 pulperias in Costa Rica. And 6,000 of those pulperias are part of Fundes Network. And they wanted to promote the, the, the improvement of these businesses. Most of these businesses are really, I mean, uh, they, 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 the people that is running this business, they don't, they don't know how to run a business. They don't know how to do accounting or how to do marketing, right? Those, those skills. It's a, it's a family business run by really, really simple, in, in, in a really simple way. So they wanted to improve people's knowledge about their businesses. So we designed Pulse, which is a currency in which if you invest time learning about how to better do your business, about marketing and, and finances and, and, and all these contests that Fundes already had ready, and they, had a, they have an app, an e-learning app for that. So you go there, you see a video, a short video, three minutes, then you get uh, 15 pools or 20 pools. And those pools, you can use it to exchange with other pulperos or to also have access to products and services from Fundes, right? So it creates from learning. Many people is learning. You have a lot of pools in circulation and that it has this, this marketplace or this economy that emerge that allows people to exchange between them. And we did that for a year in Costa Rica. We got to 600 pulperos and pulperas uh, participating and more than 300 pools in 
300,000 pools in circulation. And it was a really fun, fun ride. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, it's uh, it's actually funny that you that uh, it happened in the, in in Costa Rica, like a country that is uh, without uh, any armies in 1958, yeah. and that has uh, well almost five percent of the biodiversity on Earth. So it's uh, it's uh, interesting that this kind of regenerative movement and using biocurrency uh, happened there. And actually, I was I was very curious about like what was the reception of this first community, how they received it. Like at the beginning, like what was the kind of question that people asked? That like, uh, are we going to pay for that? Like, how it, co how it connects with, but it's not real money. Like, what is it? <laughs> that kind of, uh, of those are those are the the regular yeah. questions. Remember when we for the first sessions with Funde, oh, their yeah. questions and Armando's face. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the mind to change the process of teaching the team behind the currency first to understand was really fun. Um, and it was it was this moment, one particular session in which the, the leader of the of the team at the moment, he was like, Oh, you know, he had that that aha moment, like, oh, finally I got it. And he started just drawing things on the on the whiteboard <laughs> and finally getting it, how how people will connect and why. The the questions are always similar, right? What happened if, if I need dollars or I need colones and I'm, you only have this currency? And and, uh, and what and, and why is not exchangeable? And right? So those are the questions. Pero, pero eso es legal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, is that even legal? Yes, exactly. Uh, and 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 the, the cool thing is that there are answers to all of those of questions, right? In, in the in the regular regulatory aspect. These complementary currencies that we create with Cambiatos, they, they are pretty much similar to a loyalty point systems to, to, to air miles, mm -hmm. to, right? It's a close community, people is, is exchanging between them. It's not a threat to the national currency. Actually, the name complementary currency, that's the meaning, complements the national currency or the fiat currency. It, it's meant to be used together. So you have your colones or your dollars or your highs. And then you also have your pools or your mudas, right? Or your pools. And you use your pools for some things to exchange with these people. And you have your mudas for all this other community and your use in this other community. And then you can save your colones, which are scarce. You can save them a little bit for the things that you can only pay in colones. But now you have more resilience. You, are, you have different options to choose from. If you're only using colones or dollars, and the crisis hits, and they suddenly you're unemployed. Unemployed. What do you do? No chances. From uh, from monoculture to permaculture, basically. Exactly, monoculture of money. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And we need, and we need a, a really permaculture world in terms of money, really diverse and complementary. Yeah, and it's nice to realize that these local currencies, each one can have their own purpose right so you can have current different currencies that they don't conflict they don't compete because you, you use them in their own context right so you don't have to uh, have a single one a monoculture of currencies like that uh, one, one currency to rule them all like yeah. the dog yeah. tries to be <laughs> right the thing is uh, have uh, one currency respecting the cultural the social economic context mm -hmm. That's that's very important. 
and also realizing that the context can change oh, yeah. and and then the currency can change too and, and, and that's also one, one question that always emerged, right? But what happens if, 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 if the people is using a lot of the currency now and then next year they don't using anymore, using it, that's okay. Actually the, the, the currents, the, the logical cycle of complementary currencies is always like that, it changes depending on how much access people has to fiat money to dollar, to euros, right, or other currencies. So people, if, if they have more dollars, maybe they are going to use more that. If they have less dollars, they are going to use more the complementary currency. But at any point, people is able to move. They are, they are able to connect. They are not paralyzed as we were during the 2008 crisis or many people is now because of the maybe. pandemic, right? It's more about free currency than and biocurrency than like currency itself. Like it's like giving freedom to people. Exactly. And actually, it's fun that you like the way you're mentioning it because uh, uh, regarding this this idea of permaculture and uh, like how much does it work and that kind of question. Like uh, when we started Utopia, uh, people came to us and uh, some people were asking me like because we are we with Utopia we're rewarding people for learning uh, regenerative skills. So the more you learn regenerative skills, the more you engage with the community the more you get ooze that are the, the learn and, and share currency. Mm -hmm. So basically people are starting to, to, to ask me like, but you guys are crazy. How are you guys are being, how, how will you be able to pay for all of that? And like, that's, like the thing was like, no, but like, it's not how, how we are going to value that. Mm -hmm. How we are going to be able to, to pay for all of that, like to value that. So uh, to use it, yeah. to accept it. Yeah. yeah. So how did you guys, like, did you, I, I'm sure you got the same answers from the, the Cooperias and like, how was the, the, this interaction that you guys had? Yeah, so I, I, I mean, the first step and the most important element of a complementary currency is the community, is the people, the diversity of people that is committed to accept that currency in return. Right, so at the end, the currency is actually based on trust. The trust that this group of people is going to accept it. If I have these tools, they are valuable because I have, I can use, I can use them. Someone is going to accept them and I can have access to a product or a service or time from someone from this community, thanks to these tools, right? So the network is the key part mm -hmm. and that network needs to be connecting people that has complementary needs. Right, everyone has something to offer. Everyone that has something that they need, and the and the and the magic of the complementary currency happens when you are able to connect those, right? To connect those needs with those products and services and resources that the community has. So the network is pretty crucial. So having enough people, having options to use the currency in that marketplace or in that uh, uh, community. That's crucial because that's what, what is going to give people trust or, mm -hmm. or make people confident of, of using the currency. Yeah. It's all about the people and the community. And also, sorry, uh, during the, the mindset uh, change process, uh, we explained them uh, that the money is agreement made by a community to use at, uh, a standardized item that serves as a medium of payment. 
At least because uh, we can have more than one complementary currency attending different needs. Because uh, the traditional money, they, for example, the central banks tell that the money they create uh, accomplishes three functions unit of account, store of values, and uh, I forgot the other, a media of payment, okay, exchange. Yeah. But this is not true when the, 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 the the crisis happens, the store, the, the store of value <laughs> the use it's lost, is yeah. lost. The medium of inter, in, in the serve as a medium for payment is also lost because most of people don't, don't expand, spend the money, they keep it, okay? So, uh, and when people understand that the money is an agreement, so it's more easier. And and they you start to collaborate collaborate in, inside of the network. Mm -hmm. And it, it's also it was super fun during the first uh, uh, workshops and sessions we had with the pulperos in Costa Rica. At some point, they started to answer their questions. To get, I mean, between them, right? So mm -hmm. one pulpero was asking, "But what can I do with twenty thousand pools if I don't want to be part of the system anymore? Right? What I what will I do with that?" And, and then another pulpero says, ah, give them to me. I will give you some crackers or some food. And then you can sell the food in your shop and I will keep the currency because I can use it here, right? So those are the things, many of the, of the interactions, people is super creative, right? So we, we are, ser we are Scambiatus, we are serving a software and a, and a methodology, for example, to Muda in Brazil, which is another currency that is using Scambiatus. And the things that they are, have been able to do with that are really amazing and beyond the original design of Cambiatus. They are people are super creative in how how they create the, the interactions, how they exchange. They are, for example, now they are doing crowdfunding campaigns. I know that you did you did one for, for Utopia. So they are doing crowdfunding campaigns for projects, and if you and they are matching the dollars that people is donating with Muras. So you get you're giving a hundred dollars, let's say, and then you're getting, you're getting a hundred muras and you can use that into the, into the marketplace of the community. It's pretty smart, right? You're multiplying the power of, of the donation and also inviting people to join the community and to interact and generate more value to others. Um, is, if you're a, a, a founder or an investor and you invest a thousand dollars in a community currency and that community currency is able to multiply that four times, five times in exchanges between the community, right? It's kind of a, 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 and that's on top of what Cambiatus is offering. That's full creativity from the community. I like that you, you're touching yeah. this because actually it's reconnecting directly with the same concept of wealth. Like as we define it, like we're touching here a key point of the idle wealth, like that wealth that is like hidden in society and within the creativity of everyone and we have 24 hours per day like we are free to give one hour against a certain currency like you can teach one hour of a, of a language or give one hour of your time to teach how to how to to cook to someone yep. uh, against like 60 mudas against 60 us against 60 whatever so like this creativity is actually like able to release a big part of the the famous uh, GDP that is doesn't even exist in society. Like we don't even see it. Yeah, it's just there, but we don't see it because it's just not. It's not here uh, uh, being exchanged uh, in traditional fiat currencies. 
Yeah. Well, don't 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 let me start with uh, against GDP, right? So <laughs> using <laughs> that using that to measure wealth is crazy. It's just what you sold and what you bought, and that you're what? That's not the that's not what the country what the country the country has. A country like Costa Rica, which is a small country, and and a medium or to low income country. But Costa Rica has so much, so much wealth, so much nature, so much resources, so much creative, so many so, so much creativity in the people. So definitely we deserve a better way, better way to 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 account for our wealth, for to account for the things we have. And 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 I believe and in Ranulfo and I believe that using complementary currencies, using the best of technology we have today, which is uh, distributed layer technologies like blockchain, for example, to move people to that next understanding and level of connection of, of also responsibility, because we are used to, to, to let others to be responsible for, for the systems we use, including money. And But if we are being part of these complementary currencies, we are responsible, co-responsible of them to participate, to make decisions, to use it, to promote it. It's our responsibility. Um, so that's also part of the adventure of the regeneration. We need to regenerate our own self, how we see each other, how we see ourselves in the world. We are not, we are not passive beings. We are agents. We can do things. We can change everything we, 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 think, we think it needs to be changed. And, and, and regenerating ourselves in that way, it will unlock a full potential of, of possibilities. Right for, for our communities, for our businesses, uh, for our countries. So Carla, you're mentioning the, the Muda currency that uh, has been deployed in, in Brazil, in Rio. Yeah. So uh, could, you, could you tell us about the differences that you uh, experienced in implementing currency, uh, the post currency in Costa Rica and the Muda currency in Brazil? What was the experience? Yeah. Uh, how, how different was this? Great, great question. Because also pools was developed pre-COVID. Now we are all, all the things that we say are pre-COVID, during COVID, post-COVID, we are going to get there, right? But pre-COVID and COVID. So pools was pre-COVID, completely different context. And Muda started in November last year. So it started pre-COVID. And and it was really fun because it's a group of artists, community promoters, um, uh, teachers, activists, activists from Brazil, most of them from the cultural sector. And they were really worried because uh, the current government was cutting down funding from the cultural sector, right? And, uh, and they were worried about that, what to do, how to keep doing, keep the movement going even without the, uh, the, the funding from the government, which was already low, but it was, non-existent at the moment at the moment right so they decided to create Mura to connect these people and to support artists and support and promote local events like present present events right like festivals and 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 and, and festival the hua like, and streets street festival yeah streets festivals for example right and uh, and at the beginning for example for the carnival is in at the beginning of 2020 they did a lot of like activations, uh, activities with people. So if they went to the carnival and they helped picking up trash after the carnival or re recyclable materials, they were rewarded with mudas that then 
they could be used for other activities in the future, cultural activities to participate in festivals, for example, and that kind of stuff. But then COVID and forget about festivals and forget about live events. So they were really resilient and they quickly shift to the virtual world. So they started doing Muda Picadero Digital, which is a virtual festival. And many of the artists, I mean, because of COVID, because of the lack of activities, cultural activities, and because of the, the, the cuts in, in budget, they were unemployed. So with the Muda Picadero Digital, they were able to employ many of these artists. So they were participating, giving their talent during the festival that went for hours on YouTube. And they were, they were getting funding from, from an investor. And part of the funding they got, let's say they got $1,000. Half of it went to the, I mean, the, the, the artists will get half payment in dollars, half payment in Muda's. They were able to go into Muda and have access to products and services from the community. Part of the money they were raising was used to, to buy organic food and make it available through the marketplace in Muda. So the artists could choose to have food in exchange of their work they did for the virtual festival. And that way they were able to keep running the activities and keep running, keep, keep active the artists for many months. Now they are partnering with other communities that are creating organic food and regenerative practices. And they are offering those products in the Muda market. They are also partnering with other organizations, for example, uh, Surguru Pro. So you can, if you get a Surguru uh, membership plan, you get Muras in return. And if you participate, I don't know, in the black market events, you get Muras in return. So they are partnering with all, all these other social movements uh, to amplify the impact of their community. And now they got to more than a thousand users and the shop is super active with, I don't know, more than 300, 400 offers in the shop. And they have been able to distribute, I don't know, more than 800 food baskets during this period. And they have been financing more than 150 or 100 artists in the process. So it, it, many, many of these people was unemployed with no option. And Muda was kind of that extra, kind of mm -hmm. a little bit more breath during the, during the crisis. Different so, context, but a lot of creativity anyways. Getting a bit into a, a, a geeky question uh, behind uh, this, um, like all this system that you've been building at, at Cambiatus. Um, I wanted to know a bit more about the relationship you've been building with, uh, with EOS, uh, mm -hmm. both in, uh, in, in Rio and in Costa Rica. Uh, what's your relationship with EOS Costa Rica, for instance, and what's the, why EOS uh, as uh, a partner on that? Okay. You want to talk about EOS? Mm -hmm. yes. uh, the, we, we chose to use, use IOS software because uh, several technical aspects. One of them is the number of transactions per second. Okay, that is much it's greater than Ethereum or Bitcoin or other or other um, blockchain. The second aspect was because it was a more collaborative space. Okay, we we, we found it, the this aspect very very interesting because the, the people ecosystem were more collaborative. Mm -hmm. Okay, they are engaged to help us to, 
to to launch the initiatives. Okay, although we until now we never received one cent from the EU's <laughs> EU's VC or EU's no, we received fund from the Shuttleworth Foundation. So um, and the the second aspect because. Uh, the Bitcoin they use the proof of work, okay. And in use they use the, the, the delegated proof of stake. From the point of view, environmental point of view, uh, it is better delegated proof of stake, okay. Actually, the uses less energy. It less energy because, uh, and also the, as I know, the block producer for use now. Uh, Compensate all other emissions, so mm -hmm. that, that, that's good. I I I know that the the uh, the the, the uh, now the the, the use IO X system is, is is passing for some troubles, but it's okay. Um, our our initiative is not in the mainnet. We we just using the use IO software. But we created a, a private blockchain, okay. a sister chain, a sister chain of, yeah. of yes, yeah. So we use the best of the existing that is the collabora collaboration and the the, the software, mm -hmm. and we create our rules to to govern us to avoid the problems with the whales and the other other things. And and in, in in yeah, and regarding the partnership with EOS Rio, EOS Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. Um, EOS Rio in particular is um, really close to us now. They actually helped us to create a new infrastructure for Cambiatus, mm -hmm. a brand new infrastructure that we are using now. And um, EOS Costa Rica is also part of our, our, our friends, our network. Uh, we have done things together in the past and uh, including events and like learning processes in Costa Rica together explaining blockchain and smart contracts to people here. And, and it's very important to, to, to be part of a community, right? To, to, now we are also connected um, with Sense Chat, for mm -hmm. example, which is also another project in the, in, the, in the ecosystem of EOS. And also with other blockchains, for example, with Celo or other uh, initiatives that have similar values that we have and from which we can learn and we can share also experiences, right? Actually, we are open to connect with different DLT, distributed ledger technologies, okay? Because uh, we are not married with the EOSIO yeah. software, <laughs> okay? Yeah, we need to be we, resilient yeah. too. I mean, exactly. if something changes, we are, we are using a third generation blockchain, meaning we had Bitcoin at the beginning, then Ethereum, now we have EOS and others. And, and new things are going to emerge oh, in, yeah. the, in the future. So we need to be really open to what emerges and be ready to switch if it's needed to adjust accordingly and the same thing that we are saying for complementary currencies if the context change you can change the rules we, we try to apply that for us too yeah. i mean the context change you need to adjust and, yeah. and we see organizations and and currencies as living beings right is yeah. we need to adapt and we can grow yeah. and change over time how do you see uh you know taiko tico blockchain mm -hmm. Uh, have you been in touch with them as well and with them? Um, with in Costa Rica? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the last year we were we, we were part of the first Tico blockchain event 
which was okay. the first event, uh, blockchain event in Cent I mean, in Central America. And, uh, and yeah, we collaborated with them. We presented Cambiatos there and did a, the first live demo in Costa Rica was on the Tico blockchain event. Um, and we have good friends on the blockchain community in Costa Rica. Yeah. Cool. Do you know, do you know them? Are you, are, are uh, you reading about uh, their, their work and what they're doing? Yeah. And uh, I saw that you guys maybe connected because of the yeah. location. Yeah, um, sure. Now we get to the very special moment when uh, Carla, you can ask something to Renolfo that you always dreamed about asking him and you never had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we're doing this with, uh, with husband and wife. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ooh, that's that's Truth or dare? Well, Truth or I, have, dare. <laughs> I have a good question. Remember that we are married, right? This can be dangerous. Um, a good question for Renolfo will be because we have done a lot of things together. We have the, in January, we are making nine years together, Ooh. almost a decade. Uh, if you were not doing this that we are doing together, what would you be doing? <laughs> and you cannot say what I know what you're thinking. The other thing more, more productive for this <laughs> session. Oh, okay. Oh, my. No, I mean, professionally or in work. <laughs> or a project, a different project from what, the project that we are doing. What would you like to do? No, apart actually, from Cambiates. Uh... No, it's true. I, I'm lucky to have you building this together with me. But oh. if not, I will try the same way because I believe in this, in this, uh, this solution to create a resilient economic uh, economic systems. Okay, I I I believe in the that we need to change our mindset to understand the wealth not only by accumulation of traditional money but for a multi-dimensional aspect uh, if i were not with you i will try i would try to still, still do it yeah, in another way because uh, i believe in this okay and i also believe that this is a, I need a project for not only this incarnation because I believe in reincarnation and I for multiple reincarnations because there are a lot of problems to solve and I don't believe that in our in my life lifetime my lifetime I, I can see all the things uh, solved so uh, I need to come back to this planet again <laughs> and I hope that uh, we we have a things better. It's like a really long, long, long oh, term yeah, investment. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so you, you would not, uh, you would not go ice fishing in Wisconsin, for instance, like you will still be in Costa Rica leading uh, the job. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Now, Renolfo, it's your turn. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, we mentioned about the in, in, in Cambiatus, we have the learning path, okay? What do you think about the, the extension of our learning path that we are building now, the Cambiu? Ah, what do I think about that? Ah, that's pretty exciting. And that's a trick. You're trying to talk about Cambiu using my question. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. Um, I, mean, I, I know that he's asking because he knows I'm really passionate about that part and I, I really love to, to talk to people and to facilitate process. And the truth is that I love that because we, 
started Cambiatus with the and, and the mindset change, the learning path is super important because you need to understand all this. And there are many elements, new things here, right? Complementary currencies, blockchain, uh, multidimensional wealth, all that. So we are kind of doing a spin-off of that learning path and we are creating something that we call the Cambiu, Cambiu University, Cambiatus University, which is a way to, it's a, it's a methodology and a system and a DAO that we are planning to, to facilitate the process for the new social entrepreneurs that can take advantage of these ideas and that they can build their own complementary currencies, their own business, their own business models, their DAOs. And then I think that has a lot of potential and, and it's also an invitation. I think you from Utopia, the friends from, from this uh, network will, will love Cambio and will be really, really um, uh, active in something like that. So I'm really ex excited about that, Ranulfo. And, and I'm really excited because we are doing that with a good friend of us, a, a couple of good friends of us, Juliana Sanoto and Alvaro Cedeño, uh, people that we love a lot. Uh, Juliana is Brazilian, living in California, Alvaro is Costa Rican. And it's fun. I mean, we, we, I, I think I wouldn't do anything if it's not fun. And everything that we do is not only impactful, but it's fun too. Yeah. The vagabond way. The vagabond way. <laughs> Cool. And it's why vagabonds? What? I didn't answer. No, why vagabonds? Like. Uh, ah, why? Ah, that's true. Uh, I haven't. We haven't said that. So the company. I mean, we have Cambiatus, which is the software and the product and everything in Cambio now. But the company behind that is called Satisfied Vagabonds. That's the name of our company, Satisfied Vagabonds. And it and it started because Ranulfo always says that we are vagabonding, right? And the and the and, and when we work, we like to work, we work hard, but we also like to stop and go to the beach and enjoy and you know do gardening and <laughs> and and enjoy life. And that's the way to do. You need to do things that you love in beautiful places with beautiful people and impactful results. So that's how we how we work. So we created that company and we were looking for a name. And Ranulfo said, oh, we, call, we, need, we need to call it like, no, vagabonding or vagabonds in the world. Or, and we were like brainstorming ideas. And then we, we were at my grandma's house. My grandma is 80, oh, how many? 80, <laughs> 86 or so. <laughs> and, and she said, no, wait. Because we wanted to, to call it um, vagabond, working vagabonds or something like that. And she was, no, no, no. No, call it satisfied vagabonds because you're always satisfied with the work you do. You need, you should not. And so she baptized the company, and we are the vagabonds now. Yeah, cool. And uh, I would like to ask uh, if if you have any questions for us regarding uh, Utopia. Do you have anything that you wanted to ask? Yeah, I mean, and this is a. I'm really excited about Utopia and the ideas and the. And the, and the thinking that is behind the project is, is really, really uh, beautiful. The idea of starting with a little piece, and that's what we are trying to do, right? Starting with a little piece using also Cambiatus, but then you have big ideas for, for, for Utopia. And, and, and yesterday, someone asked me this question, what success looks like, looks like for you in Cambiatus? And I'm going to mirror that question to you. What success looks like to, in Utopia? I think it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a hard question. 
Um, because of the what we went through over the last couple of years, I would say that the, the project and what the vision would be 100% embedded within the organization. Mm -hmm. So that the organization would reflect 100% what we're trying to achieve outside the organization because um, I've seen so many projects that have like an amazing vision, but the wrong organization behind. So that's actually part of why we are spending time and doing this cast and like interacting with other groups and like starting as a as a as a cultural distributed autonomous organization it's because actually we believe very very strongly that maybe it will take longer but we need to really uh, match um, the vision within our, the organization and the day we'll be able to have this hundred percent as one only thing one organism I think uh, will we will be able to define it as success. Yeah, that's beautiful. Cool. That's beautiful. And yes, just, just as a reminder also, because we need to be kind to ourselves too, that that is a process always, right? So the, the idea of having a collaborative, decentralized, collective organization, it's, it's a lot of work. It's, it's rewarding because it, over time, it will exist by itself, not because of you or me or, or, or the people here. But it's a process. It can be from a little bit less perfect to a little, little by little, becoming what you what you want. So, mm -hmm. right, decentralization is a spectrum, right? So exactly, you need to play with it. But yeah, and also the, I'd like to add that we vision the vision is uh, people able to use their devices like the, the mobile phones to learn about how how to regenerate the the planet i mean instead of using your phone just to you know uh, do useless stuff you're actually doing uh, learning and and being more capable to act in the regeneration because that's going to be the challenge for this decade mm -hmm. so we need the most people able to join this force this movement and so having having this vision that everyone can use their device to actually start to learn how to do this is something that really thrills us. Yeah. Using, using it as a as mass uh, education weapon instead of what it is today. That is like actually more of a mass uh, destruction weapon right now. Mass yeah. murder. <laughs> murder. <laughs> yeah. That's centralization. Yeah. So and then one um, one last question maybe uh, I don't know about the time we're probably nearing to the end so I would like to ask if you have some suggestion of uh, names for us to invite for our next episodes if you have someone in mind that you could suggest Alvaro yeah we were thinking about Alvaro actually it was we we were also talking I mean that was also an option for today uh, Alvaro is a good friend of us. He's um, former ambassador of Costa Rica in Japan. Japan? I always miss. Yeah, in Japan. In also in Geneva, in the, in the World Trade Organization. And uh, so, but the, he is not the, the traditional politician or a bureaucrat, right? So someone with a, with a high vision of a lot of experience in regeneration. He was also part of um, a big international movement and trying to move Costa Rica into that, into that regeneration leadership position. Um, 
but he's also a really gentle person, a kind dad, and a good a good co-worker because he's collaborating with us. Really, he's trained in peace and conflict resolution. And he has also a lot of experience in experiential learning. So it's a really interesting mix of mm. knowing like the really high level element of yeah. international politics and also working with people on the ground. So I think it will be fun to have him in AUCAS. He is also a vagabond. He's a vagabond. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. He's a vagabond. He speaks Portuguese, Portuñol, Spanglish, mm. all that. <laughs> a little bit of French and German yeah. too. <laughs> awesome. And um, you, Renulfo, do you have any other suggestion? People you may think uh, can be of any field of uh, link to regeneration, link to um, to the study of that uh, of of that kind of movement. It doesn't need to be in English only. Yeah. No, not necessarily. Yeah. No, it's um, like we 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 try to keep them uh, uh, the most we can in English, just in terms of uh, of rich, but if uh, if like uh, it can sure. be in Esperanto, no problem. But outside of Oh, okay. Um, yeah, um, probably Edward. Edward Mueller. Oh, yeah, Edward Mueller. That's also a good option. Edward Mueller is also from Costa Rica, and he's really, I mean, probably you have heard about him. He's also really into the regeneration um, uh, network. He leads a online university, the first online university in Costa Rica called um, U University for the International Cooperation. They are running now a program for entrepreneurs in regeneration, regeneration entrepreneur, regenerative entrepreneurship. Yes. And uh, he, was, he was, he's also a fantastic speaker and, and also a vagabond, also speak Portuguese. Yeah, he was, now he, he was. needs to turn back. <laughs> now he's a workaholic. Edward, if you are listening yeah. to this, yeah, you need to vagabond yeah, more. You need to be more vagabond, okay? <laughs> okay. Work too much. <laughs> but he's, he's really, really knowledge, not, uh, knowledgeable. And they are doing a lot of work here in Costa Rica also with small, um, now we, they have a project with a small um, huertos, um, small farms let's say like a gardens like edible gardens in, in in the north part of costa rica yeah. i think he will be also fun mm -hmm. fun to have and uh, and uh, who else and if you want to talk with someone from the blockchain sector also someone that is fantastic and that has a lot of knowledge a good network is grace torellas from blockchain for humanity this is an organization that promotes the community of blockchain projects in different areas, everything focused on impact. And, and she, she probably knows a lot of good projects that she can talk about that people that is doing great things in different parts of Latin America mm -hmm. and other regions. And also, if you don't mind to, to talk with the people only that works better in Portuguese, uh, we have Flavio Ugidos in in Laercio, they are our, our partners in Natus Coin, that is a, a crypto asset to help to the, the, the to help the network of uh, 
privately uh, environmental areas in, in Brazil and in the world. Mm -hmm. So this is, a, this is a, a very interesting project. Yeah, and they yeah, know they know going, yeah. they are they are private owners of natural reserves in Brazil. Yeah, VPNs. Mm -hmm. That's great. I see that you are. I saw the little dog on the bottom of the page. Happy to see that. Of Natuscoin. Natuscoin, yeah. Yeah, nice and great. And um, in terms of uh, actually, it's interesting to see like. Uh, I'm taking advantage of having you guys both here. Like, what was the, the, the interaction that you had? Because I know that you, you guys have been able to, to move forward uh, pretty uh, uh, deeply on that and like interacting with lots of, uh, of investors as well to be able to fund the kind of, of new dynamic. Mm -hmm. uh, it's always difficult uh, to, to actually get this kind of interaction. Uh, what was your interaction with actually like, did you end up like really meeting some regenerative investors or like would have been something very conflictual about like people with like looking at different um, and mindset? Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's a big challenge, but it's also a good one. Um, from our, in our case, we were extremely lucky to found at a really early stage to found a Shooter Work Foundation. And this is an organization that invests in open projects. that are projects that are open source or open knowledge, people that is sharing what is otherwise locked, right? In terms of money, in terms of information, in terms of health, in terms of many, many other things. So we were lucky to find them, which is a, a really, because we are friends. They are funding us, but they are also friends and they are also advising us. They are members of Cambiatus, right? So thanks to that funding from Sugar World Foundation, that was the seed money for Cambiatus. That's how we got to create the software and the first pilot and that, that funding got, got us here. And now we are in the search for the next, for the next phase. Uh, Cambiatus is starting to generate revenue, which is good for us and for the community that are part of Cambiatus too. And, and we are looking to develop new features that will allow that, that will improve that, that uh, the flow of resources for everyone. And so we are looking for new investors and we have been meeting with people. And, and it's funny because of course the traditional venture capital investor from Silicon Valley is not what <laughs> we want to, right? Not someone that, that we want our, our table or talking with us in our in our board or something like that. So we are looking, we are really picky. We are looking for investors that are aligned with our values, impact investors. And that's cool because that's like a, a new breed of investors, people that want to invest for a return. So they are looking for businesses that are profitable. And that's super cool because conservation, rege regeneration impact should be profitable too, should be a good business for everyone, should create value for everyone. It doesn't need to be crazy riches or crazy things, but it should be sustainable, it should be enough for everyone to keep going, to make it to make it work. So they are looking for businesses, but they are looking for businesses that are impactful, that are aligned with our values of regeneration, well-being and, and responsibility with the planet and with each other, right? 
So it's a tiny fraction of the full spectrum of investors, but they are there, they are out there. We can find them. We have found a couple of them and, uh, and, and we are in the process of, of, of the, I mean, we are, we are uh, in the process of, of closing a couple of deals with them. So hopefully we will have the funding for the next phase. That's great. And uh, what would be your advice? Because actually like, we are on a way earlier stage in terms of, uh, of development and Cambiatus, like we, we've been building the design, we've been building like the first line of codes, but we are very early stage uh, compared to what you've been like developing so far uh, at Cambiatus. Uh, what would be your advice actually for like, uh, it's interesting actually because, um, well, we talked about that already, but uh, my previous, um, uh, one of my previous lives, uh, <laughs> I developed a, a eight million euro uh, investment project about education where we produce more than 2300 uh, videos but we ended up like gathering all this this capital in a very centralized way it was an ngo so belonging to everyone but nobody mm. uh, but at the same time like we we could not gather uh, um, the, the, the 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 social capital of also bringing people so that's why actually we restarted the crowdfunding but what would you advise to a, a younger projects and uh, like uh, that are in, in, in this uh, in this path I mean I can I can share our story if it's if it's helpful I think uh, I mean it will be helpful so for the first for the first for, to, for the starting point um, the first is we don't need to you don't need to have something fully developed to get support from someone. You need to have a really good story, a really good concept, and, and, and to make sure to, to, to deliver it properly, right? So we invested a lot of time in, in, in that, in the storytelling, how we tell the story of Cambiatus, to, to actually be able to respond to the questions, right? Why is this important? Why for these people? Why is it is a business? Why is not? Uh, what are the plans for the future, right? So we, thanks to the to the pandemic, we were able to to focus a lot on that, and uh, we we decided really really um, um, intentionally to focus on on creating a better story about Cambiatus, right? We, we were we were we were not telling the story correctly before, and and, and that's very important because there, we're doing so many important things, and you are doing so many crucial important things, and that things need to be really well explained and tell for someone else that is outside of your world somehow to fully understand the potential and to fully understand um, why they should get on board. Okay. And, and, and at the end, the team is super important because an investment is not in a project or an idea, it's in the people behind it, right? So what is the people that is part of the project how we also present ourselves, how committed we are, that's super crucial. And, and that's also because I, I love how you frame it, that you are really focused on how the organization works. That's crucial. I think that's a great step. And that shows a lot of maturity. And that shows that you know that the people is important. And many, many projects, many startups, they, don't, they are not able to, to retain the people after they lose funding or whatever. We need to be able to create organizations that are based on our values and that people stays because of the profit or because of the system, the rewards, but also because of that mm -hmm. vision, that purpose, right? Resilience. Resilience. Yeah. And also the networking at the end, 
this the fundraising effort is about connections. It's about being there when people is. Now in the pandemic, we are not there physically, but we need to be there uh, virtually and be able to be in the right places, showing the idea, right? Exchanging and uh, sharing what you're doing is crucial. Writing about it, having videos about what you do in the language that these investors can understand, that's crucial too. At the end, we are looking for people that is going to be members of our organization. Because I know you see, you're seeing investors or, or sponsors the same way we do. They are not that an outsider just putting money into the project. We are hoping for them to be part of this, right? To bring not only uh, capital, but to bring ideas and to be part and participate. And that requires a bigger, com bigger commitment. Mm -hmm. So it is, it is a, a, a challenging search, but I mean, just as a way of encouragement, they do exist <laughs> and we are going to find them for you and for us. <laughs> Good. And if I want to, uh, to, to help and invest in Cambiatus, how can I invest my time, energy or, or, or money or whatever? Uh, into Cambiatus, how can I can we help you guys? That's, that's great. So there are many, a couple of ways. As, as, as an open as an open software process uh, uh, product, we are on GitHub and everyone can collaborate. If you are a developer, you can collaborate with the code. And the idea is that when we do our our token distribution, which is going to be in a couple of years, all the contributor contributors are going to get a little bit of token from mm -hmm. Cambiatus and that will allow them to have a little bit of return and also governance the right right that's like in the long term you can also create you can create a community right so all the communities of cambiatus like utopia and ecoins and pools and muda you are members of cambiatus and by doing that and by contributing to your monthly membership uh, to cambiatus you are actually co-investing in cambiatus right so at the end also you are going to get a little bit of return for that and that is also allowing us to show that these communities care. And that's also really important for investors. So we are attracting investors to complete the fund that we need to keep going, right? If they see the communities believing it and they are contributing, it's even better for an investor mm -hmm. to, to get in, right? And so that, that would be the third way. We are looking for investors, small and weak. So if you want to, if you are an impact investor or someone that is a, able to invest as an amount of capital in an initiative like us call us we're looking we are an open we have an open round <laughs> excellent Should you? right yeah so i i uh, wanted to thank you for this time here with us so it was really enlightening and exciting to see because th there is a lot in common between the, the projects that we're building. Yeah. Uh, there are many ways we can grow together, interact more and co-create this uh, new kind of reality based on uh, regeneration and technology that enables humans to, to be more, uh, to connected and exp express themselves in the in the network so this is a uh, uh, really uh, really great to be with you here and uh, we certainly learned a lot and shared a lot so i think it was very powerful a very powerful interaction i'm very glad of, to have this and grateful
So that's well, our pleasure. Yeah, it was wonderful. Thank you. Great energy, great ideas, and, and goodbye. I, yeah, goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys. Take care. Thank you for having us, and good luck with Utopia and everything that you're doing. Okay. <laughs>